Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here is a man who would never need two other friends to rob one girl in an alley. My capable friend Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? <laughs> Uh, I'm doing I'm doing just fine. Um I'm not robbing anyone, but I understand the need for support and intimidation if I was going to rob someone. So I'd rather have my two other friends. Well, I wasn't living as a gangster in nineteen seventy six, so perhaps you're <laughs> onto something. I I was sitting around playing with Spider Man action figures and such. Ooh. So Sounds... Um, and speaking of Spider-Man, today we've got two amazing Spider-Man books, which I know makes people happy right. because we keep forcing them to <laughs> do Marvel team up with us. Don't worry, folks. We only have about 105 more of those yeah. things. Although there are some Marvel team up annuals. i got to figure out where they Back. squeeze in. Back to the bread and butter. That's right. Hey, from March of 1976, The Amazing Spider-Man 154, The Sandman Always Strikes Twice. Written by Len Wein, art by Sal Buscema, ink by Mike Exposito. We begin with Spidey taking the stress of watching Dr. Bolton killed in the previous issue uh, out on a local hood trying to rob a young woman. Fortunately, the woman stops him before he kills any of the criminals. Can I talk about the robbery again? Yeah, go ahead. Three guys with guns. I don't know how old this woman is. She's like a 25-year-old nurse. <laughs> okay. It takes three guys with guns drawn... To rob her. Well, no, <laughs> it shouldn't. Uh, like I said, though, I it's better to have a couple of people with you than be by yourself, just in case something goes wrong, I guess. I don't know. Okay, I'm just saying that. <laughs> All right, please go ahead with whatever it, you want to talk it about. It works well for, for a dramatic Spider-Man opening here. Uh, this beating of the criminal, though... I, once again, is really upsetting, in my opinion. He's hitting him, mm. thinking about how, you know, he doesn't want criminals to kill innocent people like Dr. Bolton. Right. Over the course of five <clears throat> panels until the woman says, you're beating that man to death. And then he, he stops and he ends up uh, getting away. He says, to, he says to her, like, sorry, thank you, lady. You helped me by stopping me. And she's like, we'll call it even. <laughs> Is Spider-Man only beating up this criminal because of the Dr. Bolton thing? You know, it's just, there's so many things going on in his world. I, he, you know, you want to go through a couple of them? He recently was teleported to 1692, right? To fight a near yep. impossible villain in the Dark Rider with a bunch of other people. It's still, still recently, not, not many issues ago, within 10 issues, he was running around trying to figure out that there was a Gwen Stacy clone yeah. about. <laughs> You're up. I, there's, you know, he he was magically thrown into the Balkans to fight fight uh, crazy Doctor von Strumpf with Frankenstein, <laughs> and then sure. brought back from Shield. <laughs> His professor of a hundred uh, through a hundred books, uh, Miles Warren, turns out to be the Jackal. You know what's not happening? I think Aunt May is okay right now. We haven't seen her in a long time. So. I have lack of Aunt May on my list. Good call. Yeah. Uh, he has no furniture in his apartment. <laughs> uh, it wasn't too long ago his apartment was blown up, right? Oh, well, that one. Uh, he hasn't taken any good photos lately, and J. Joan Jameson has been mad at him for like <laughs> six issues in a row. I'll go with he uh, is constantly having trouble with MJ in one shape, way, yep, or other. Absolutely. And the only one left that you didn't cover, which is possibly the number one thing... 
Uh, whenever the guy goes to get some lunch at Empire State University, it's like Sakatash. <laughs> Who wants Sakatash? <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Pezzle wants Sakatash. You let us know how your recipe's going, Sarah. Why don't you let us know how this summary's going? <laughs> well, across town, Flint Marco breaks out of his prison paddy wagon, which is transporting him from one to another, uh, with the help of some retro-futuristic-clad bad guys. Eddie, these are the same guys from 153 who killed Bolton, right? Uh, right. Uh, they end up taking Marco to see their boss. It's also good to know the cops mention that Marco had been escaping prison many times. Yes. Do you know why that's a good thing to know? Uh, or why that's a good thing? No. Tell me, James B. Because it tells you that at least in the case of the Sandman, Eddie, he had not been getting out on good behavior. Uh, Every time we saw him, he'd been escaping at least. I mean, it must be so hard to contain that guy, honestly. With the technology from the early 70s and late 60s, geez, no surprise there that he's getting out. This guy would make such a good hero if he could just, ah, you know, well, keep it straight for a while, but oh well. We see the philosophical stumbling drunkard from issue 152 attempt to rob Ned Leeds for some alcohol money, but gets frightened off from his paranoia. Gets the best of him. And if you want to call up that panel, you're welcome to, but that's not Ned Leeds. He doesn't try to rob Ned Leeds? No, I know you always have it in for Ed Leeds, but this is just a guy. <laughs> oh, man, I thought that. See, I had a whole thing going on. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he knows. That's why I thought he ran off. I thought he saw Ned Leeds and was like, oh, not again. He found me. It's just they don't have a lot of ways to draw people. They just made this guy blonde. The criminals tend to have black hair. Most of the, yeah, you know, I was, it's just a blonde guy. Jeez, man, I was all excited. I was like, ah, oh, Ned Leeds knows something about this weird purple hat. Drunkard that doesn't know where. Yeah, scared. I even like. I, I'm. I'm like, what's Eddie talking about? I looked. I looked ahead of issue. Is like, does Ned Leeds end up in the hospital or something? Like, why is Eddie claiming this is Ned Leeds? And I'm like, nope. Ned Leeds is fine. He's going to have a good time in a couple issues, and there's no mention of any time that he was almost robbed because it's not him. All right. Well, thank you for clearing that up for me, James. Oh. Because. I and by the way, you asked the question was, how long is this guy going to be hanging around? Yeah. I don't know. I think two two more issues maybe, then we'll reveal something about We've this guy. We've seen him in the shadows for at least three times now. So, Well, Sarah thinks this is going to be the like a Doc Ock hammerhead war of yes, some sort or something true. like that. That's so. what she said. But there's plenty of mobsters in 1976 Spider-Man that could be popping up here this <laughs> It could be very various people. Could be Ned Leeds. Well, uh, at the boss's house, the Sandman is re-equipped with his power suit, and the unseen boss sends him on a mission to find a mechanism at a research facility. Yeah, he's unseen to us. He's seen. I just want to clarify that he's sitting in a big chair and he's talking to the Sandman. Yes, I know he's correct. He's also got the the smoke from the cigarette coming off. It's too, true. So he's, but his face know. is all dark and kind of like when we were introduced to Hammerhead. Um, is what I thought. Right. He has, he has like a kingpin, you know, attitude, but Sandman doesn't give us anything, so you don't know. With an old spider tracker signal tingling Spidey, he finds his way to the same research facility that the Sandman's going to and recognizes the goons protecting it as the same ones who killed Dr. Bolton. Uh, Spidey gets inside the facility and is ambushed by the Sandman, who, after a few blows, knocks Spidey out 
Our hero awakes, strapping to, to a table with a frozen laser operated by Sandman pointed at him. Spidey barely misses being frozen. And after some fighting, turns the laser on Sandman to freeze him and defeat him. Yeah, it's like a cryogenics. They're going to yeah. freeze people. You know. you know, he's apparently not worried about him being killed by his whole body being frozen. I, all right. Sure. Well, Spider-Man does lower him gently to the ground so he doesn't crack. <laughs> I know you're happy no one died in this issue. Yes, finally. I'm happy there was an accurate cover. All right. It's nice. It's, it's close. I was unhappy there were no data references. It was a very straightforward issue. The, Spider-Man was not jokey at all. No, not particularly. I'm not even sure that it was ever told if Sandman went and got what he was supposed to go get. You know, they're like, True. like Sam, Sandman, go do this for me. And then he just fights Spider-Man. So I was left thinking, like, what did I just read? It just seemed like a very, like, I would, like, give this to somebody and be like, what's this? Here, read this. This is who Spider-Man is. He's a character in a book. Like, But I, I actually didn't think this was a good issue at all. Hmm. It was... It was very kind of bland. I, well, Sandman thinks Spider-Man's talking here. He says, always oh, a wise mouth, at, ain't ya? When I get up insect, I'm going to shut that mouth permanently. But you're right. It, it's, it's like such a one-off feeling and I don't know, a lot of fighting. A lot of fighting with Sandman. I was pretty disappointed. And then the next book is going to be the same writers. And I have a very different opinion of the second book. Oh, okay. Let me first introduce, from April of 1976, The Amazing Spider-Man number 155 in Who Done It by Ween, Busima, and Esposito. And it mentions in the credits also that, since it's a Who Done It, that Marv Wolfman is a prime suspect. <laughs> uh, sweet mama, Spider-Man, the private eye is back. Uh, he's trying to solve the mystery of who killed Dr. Armstrong Smith, an associate of the late Dr. Bolton. Armstrong was murdered in his computer lab by an invisible bullet with seemingly no forced entry or exit. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you here for a moment. Okay. This book ties in to the previous books. It's the story of who killed Dr. Bolton's sidekick, but I think this book just sort of sits by itself. Okay. Um, uh, thankfully for Spider-Man, he isn't hampered by pesky police protocol and powers up the high-speed criminal-locating computer in Armstrong's lab. Uh, three names appear, Jason Sledge, Leroy Talon, and Conrad Fox. Uh, I was sitting here thinking, this is such a mysterious device, you know, this computer, which can search an incredible amount of things and come up with all the answers you need. That's the way it's kind of presented here. Yeah, well, the book Minority Report, which became a movie which Tom Cruise uh -huh. appears in uh, in the future, if you've seen I it. have seen uh, that one. That, uh, that book came out in 1956, and it used mutants plugged into a machine to predict who was going to cause crime. So at least they didn't do it that way. <laughs> well... Uh, Spider-Man hunts down Weasel Jack for some help to locate the three criminals he's looking for. And Eddie, I just wanted to interrupt again and say, I am correct that we've spoken before, and you always said if you had a third child and it was a boy, you would name him Weasel Jack? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did not recall saying that. But... Oh, okay. It must have been someone else. I'm sorry. Yeah. Please, please continue. <laughs> did you notice Weasel Jack gets webbed like three stories up? on the side of a building. 
I know no one died last issue. Is this after an hour? Is the webbing going to wear two. off and Weasel Jack's going to fall into his death? Two hours. If Spider Man can it's solve two the, hours. If Spider Man can solve the crime in two hours, and if you remember last podcast, Spider Man's been arriving <laughs> late to the scene. So I'll just leave you with that thought. Well, I, I think Weasel is the death. I will thus far in this. I one. will. I will check if <laughs> this is the only appearance of Weasel Jack. <laughs> I, I can't wait for him to come back. Uh, Jason Sledge turns out to be a dud. Leroy Talon, who has some mechanical, super strong Talon hands, uh, and his crew puts up quite a fight, uh, but turns out he didn't murder Armstrong. Uh, Conrad Fox is dead, so Spider-Man is stumped. Spider-Man says, somebody lied to me, and I think I know who it is. And then you know the editor says, how about you, Sherlock? Do you know who killed Armstrong Smith? If not... We'll take a two-page break while you decide. No peeking, okay? So I went backwards, Eddie, and I looked at the drunk dud guy. Yeah. I'm like, it's not going to be Talon. It's It's time. And then um, I actually did figure it out. But but I didn't didn't go like, oh, I know who it is. I, like, read those sections again. Then I read what Spider-Man says, and I was like, oh, I think I know what the answer is. I I thought I knew the answer, but was a little disappointed. Well, Spider-Man returns. Hold on for a second, Eddie. Let's give the listeners... Two panels. Oh. To, oh, wait, they can just pause the show. You could squeeze our sponsor in here if you wanted to. Really give us some time. <laughs> Eddie, it's a, Eddie, I know you want to squeeze in the sponsor, but I can't wait to find out what happened here. And I don't want the listeners to be waiting this long. Let's, let's get them the conclusion. Then we'll just do the sponsor. All right. Well, Spidey returns to the supercomputer and discovers... It's sentient. (laughs) It's learned all the tricks and trades of every criminal in its database and expects to rule the underworld. I I don't know why anyone ever wants to rule just the world, but anyways. Uh, Spidey acrobatically avoids the computer's laser attacks coming out of its face on a screen and eventually clogs the cooling fans, making the computer overheat and explode. Uh, Spidey swings off in a comical fashion to fight crime another day. Eddie, do you remember when Spider-Man crossed paths with Quasimodo? Uh, yes. He was a semi-computer type of villain, too. Yeah, I think he was in, like, Marvel Team-Up 23 or something. Yes, so. he was with yeah, do you know how I, Johnny Storm. Do you know how I know he was in 23? Because I Google searched Quasimodo Spider-Man, and guess what came up? He said, let's read Spider-Man podcast, colon, Marvel Team of 21, 22, 23, 24. <laughs> That's right. I Googled and my own podcast showed up. Our, our podcast told me when we mentioned it. Wow. So it might be. A, James B., this is a historic moment. Yeah, I, I, th- I think he's in 22. It's hard to like tell by the thing here, but I can see. Anyway, it's, yeah, 22 Hawkeye and Quasimodo. Awesome. It was, I thought, sure, it's going to be the, the computer. Because the else could lie to him about the names. You know, there wasn't that many people to talk to. It wasn't the landlady. <laughs> there's no yeah maybe it was ned Leeds. that's what i actually thought even though i thought also thought he got robbed (laughs) um yes because he got ned Leeds got robbed i was thinking of quasimodo (laughs) because i think he's the last instance of a computer that was sort of Uh, sentient that was a problem and quasimodo gets beaten up and put down over and over again we keep showing up again I don't think we're going to see. Well, I don't know. I, actually, I'm pretty sure we're not going to see this thing. Oh, he could he could have been inside the computer. Like this was Quasimodo's like consciousness. Oh no, I just meant that that, that this reminded me of Quasimodo. But, oh, but Quasimodo oh, yes, keeps right. showing up over and over again in the Marvel universe. I don't think this. 
this thing is called uh-huh. you, the, and the acronym is WHO. You saw that? W H O. World uh, worldwide habitually us, offended or uh, habitual offender. Worldwide yeah. habitual offender. Leading us to the title of Who Done It. <laughs> Super clever. <laughs> in like the great in like a very dad joke way. Right, but didn't this seem like kinda of like a goofy book in the end? Very goofy. But it was I, but it was tied to the main plot. It was. Which is been a, the Spider Man storyline is progressed here. To a certain extent. Yeah, so the Petrified Tablet progresses the storyline, too. It doesn't mean it's a good progression. It just means it's a yeah. progression. This is definitely not one of my favorite books. Well, I did not enjoy it. Something that might be one of your favorite things to do is to hear a sponsor, especially if you can use it. And I think you're going to really be interested in the sponsor. This is going to be something that I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm certain that more than ever, you're going to be like, wow, where has this been? All right. Eddie, does it bother you when your kids don't put their toys away or when someone leaves a glass on the table instead of putting it in the sink? Uh, that That is quite bothersome. Well, how about at work? Do you ever see garbage on the floor and wonder, like, who left the wrapper there? Yeah, that that is bothersome to a certain extent. Yeah, you have, like, in your, you know, at work, you're like, it wasn't me, and I'm yes. sitting right here. Eddie, you don't need to go out and get a giant room to store a supercomputer and risk having the worldwide habitual offender gaining sentience that would be foolish eddie just to find out what's going on wouldn't it i i guess so <laughs> right is that really what you want to do you would really go out and do all that just to find out like who didn't put the glass <laughs> in the sink eddie <laughs> uh, all right yeah yes i would i don't want to go through that right eddie simply hire jack the weasel listen jack will hang out at any location he'll let you know what's going on He'll be like, uh, hey, uh, Violet stole a cookie. Or like, uh, Lily didn't really eat all her broccoli. Or uh, Tony at school swept pencil <laughs> shavings on the floor. Eddie, there's so much information. You don't need a supercomputer. Um, Weasel Jack is just one of many available weasels you can hire. Okay, uh, check out their really? pro- yeah, check out their profile in Campus Security and Life Safety Magazine online to read more about them. So, Eddie, are you ready to finally support a sponsor, or are you going to weasel out of another great sponsor? <laughs> oh man, the the puns abound at this uh, episode. Well, uh, this guy just follows me around like a private eye for any mystery that I have. Kind of. First of all, I want to be clear because it does say you don't always get Weasel Jack. You might get Weasel Jill or Weasel Juan or it could be anybody. <laughs> all right. So, but yes, the, the person you hire will be available and they don't have to follow you around. They can just know stuff. So you can be like, uh, you're like, you get ready to go to bed, right? Just, okay. You know, and I read, I read the profile that they had in Campus Security and Life Safety Magazine. So I got to read some of these things of how. <laughs> yes, thank goodness for Life Safety Magazine. It's called Campus Security and Life Safety Magazine. Oh, it's, sorry. It's one, it's one title, Eddie. <laughs> anyway, um, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, who left the, like, I come home and I'm like, uh, who left the oven on? I can be like, Weasel Jack. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah. And I'm like, listen. Tell me who left the oven on. He's like, hey, I don't want to tell people. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. (laughs) Here's where they live. And I'll be like, well, 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 they live in my house. You know what I mean? So (laughs) it's like they, it's good. You can, you can find out what's really Uh, going on. You know, I I got news for Riesel Jack and his associates. There's these little things called cameras now that, that can kind of keep track of what's going on if you really wanted to. (laughs) 
how are you going to find someone's address if you knew their name and you're like, I need to find their address and where they are? That's true. They, they it would, mm-hmm. they couldn't be anonymous anymore because Weasel Jack would figure this out for me. Yeah. Right. Well. Well, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll consider it uh, right. in the future. Yeah. Help you. So- I guess. That's all we're looking for. All we're looking for from our sponsors is. <laughs> I, hope they, I hope they're background checked thoroughly. Would you like. That's all I can What say. you can do is you can ask like, like Weasel Bob. To find out a little bit about Weasel Jack before he comes to your it's house. Just a, this, this sounds like the Soviet Union or something like that. Well, they're just constantly spying on each other, huh? Exactly. Boy. You figured it out. Great job. All right. Eddie, we uh, we just did two books here. Uh, what I called yeah. the boring book and then the weird book. Um, which one did you like better? Ah, uh, man. I... This is a tough one. Um, I honestly, I think I liked the Flint Marco. I like the Sandman book better than I liked Who Done It because the Sandman was actually in the book, and like it was a major. Sandman was in there. Yeah. He was fighting. He was doing Sandman things. It, it was a pretty generic book, but I'd be pretty happy to pick that one up. You know, Spider Man almost got frozen, which is you know good. Um, you didn't care for the fact that there was a computer shooting a laser out of its monitor, like center monitor shot. They created a laser that was shooting all over the place. For, I mean, it is a hard sell to think that Spider-Man's having a hard time beating a computer which cannot move in a room. But I don't like when Spider-Man is a private eye trying to figure out mysteries. This is just annoying to me. This is not who Spider-Man is. For someone who likes Spider-Man wearing a hat a lot, you seem to be really down on the whole, do. uh, you know, Detective Spider-Man <laughs> storylines. Yeah, no Detective Spider-Man for me, please. So. All right, well, we could leave it up to the police. I mean, he did break into the police department uh, multiple times in this issue. Yeah, he... <laughs> As I pesky police protocols, and I thought he was very callous in visiting the murder scene and being like, well, I can just stroll in here because I'm Spider-Man. I'm like, yo, man, tampering with evidence. Like, the police are probably, hopefully, coming back to analyze the murder scene more, whereas Spider-Man's out there touching all sorts of things. So, What did you think of the fact that he goes to find the third potential criminal and it says uh, Conrad Fox had a record of being a master planner, but according to his landlady, he was killed by a bus three days ago. And there's like the fresh grave. Like, I that was really odd and mysterious and very strange to at me. At least he didn't start digging it up to be like, let me make sure this guy's here. <laughs> Conrad Fox is actually in the ground. <laughs> so, all right, well. If that's all we got time for today, and this whodunit didn't uh, quite wet your whistle, I think we should wrap things up. Eddie, if somebody else wants to tell us how much they liked this whodunit, especially the cover, which has a bunch of scenes that are basically not all accurate, where could they reach out to us? You could email us anytime at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com, or you could find us on Twitter at letsreadspidey. It's time for the close. This is Eddie joined by... James B. And remember, listeners, if you're a drunk or a jewel thief with talents, or you died three days ago, you didn't murder anyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.
see how Spider-Man, when he's looking for uh, one Leroy, uh, he goes into a bar, and these two guys are like, "Hey, we don't got to talk to you." He's looking for he's looking for Jason. You mean? Yeah, he's looking for Jason, and he's like, oh, "We don't got to talk to you." And then they just start fighting Spidey as almost a test of their abilities to fight. Well, the so. guy said, "Like I tell you, Duke." Uh, you should have seen the look on the guy's jerk face when I pulled my blade in the alley. Like, that's how they, <laughs> they're talking about crimes. Yes. You know? Crimes. He tossed Benji away like a wiffle ball. <laughs> well, what would you be doing sitting in the bar? What would you be, you, what would you be talking about? Uh, that Bach Partita I listened to early today. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't sat in a bar in a long time. I no, that's not true. One of my kids left out their glass, and I don't know. Uh... <laughs> Pay no attention to that guy in the corner observing everyone and everything at all times.